Hello and welcome to the tip-off edition of More Sports Now's Jersey Hardwood Podcast. Our starting three consists of Matt Lachlan, a Seton Hall graduate, Steve Titchener, a Rutgers graduate, and me, John McAlevey, a Providence College graduate. How did I fit into there? But uh, we're really excited because college hoop season begins this week. And not only that, it's 70 degrees outside here in New Jersey. Gentlemen, can you hear the basketballs bouncing in the background? Absolutely. I'm fired up. Uh, you know, as I was saying to you guys, I got season tickets this year because the, the ticket demand has gone up so much after a great season last year for Rutgers. So uh, I'm excited about it. I'll be at the, the opener tomorrow against Lehigh. It's sold out. And, uh, and I'm fired up for the season. As well, you should. They're coming off an NCAA birth, the first one in three decades or more. And so uh, with four starters returning, things look bright on the banks. And Steve Peichel's done a great job, as we said. Much more will be expected this year, though. So it's curious to see how the pressure will affect the team. On the other side of the aisle, if you will, uh, Seton Hall coming off a bad year, at least a bad ending to uh, a season in which they lost five of the last six, including the quarterfinal round matchup in the Big East tournament to Georgetown. So they've got a lot to prove, but they got a ton of people back. Yes, they do. And speaking of Rutgers, why don't we start with them? When we last saw the Scarlet Knights, Steve, they were about four and a half minutes away from their first Sweet 16 appearance since 1979. And they had a nine-point lead on Houston, yeah. and then the roof caved in. It was a, I had to go back and look. It was a 14-2 run where they all they had to do was make one play, it seemed, yeah. where they would get a stop mm-hmm. or maybe just make one free throw or something that would that would stem the tie. They just weren't able to do that. Um, and they, But they did make the NCAA tournament for the first time, and it seems like forever. They finished 16-12 and 12 on this season. And while there are... A lot of departures, you know, gone uh, are Miles Johnson, Jacob Young, Montez Mathis, and Mamadou Duokore. I think I'm getting that right. The, uh, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. They have uh, they have their big four back, um, you know, with Geo Baker, Ron Harper Jr., Caleb McConnell, and Paul Mulcahy. So why don't you take it from there? Yeah, I mean, I get you, you know, you mentioned last year and it was, it was a tough uh, ending there. Uh, the loss to Houston because they collapsed at the end there. But, you know, as Matt said, I mean, it was not just important to get into the tournament, but to win that first round, you know, to beat Clemson. They got Clemson on the schedule this year. And, uh, you know, listen, I, I think they got an opportunity again uh, with this team to uh, to go a long way and get into the uh, tournament again. I think the biggest thing is you got two huge losses here. You know, I think the math has lost him running to St. John's there. Uh, I, I think they'll be okay there. You know, losing Miles Johnson and Jacob Young is huge. I mean, Miles Johnson was the defensive uh, presence there in the paint. Big guy, long. I mean, he altered shots in there. So, you know, and again, both these players, though, you know, were flawed, too. I mean, he didn't have a great offensive uh, game, uh, Miles. He never developed a, a, a jump shot. He was always he was always around the rim, was always alley-oops or layups and such. And so he didn't score a lot, but the defensive presence there in the paint was huge. Yeah. And that's going to be, we're going to have to see if they can, uh, they can uh, find someone. And uh, obviously I'll talk about Cliff Omarui a little bit, but. But and then Steve, Jacob hold Young on. Was, Not only that, yeah. Steve, he killed them at the free throw line. Remember? He was yeah, a disaster yeah, yeah. at the line. Yeah. So he not, again, on the offensive end, there was, there was some issues there without a doubt. So what I'm saying here, and my point is they weren't perfect players by any means. Jacob Young was just a, at the end of the season, Jacob 
Young really put it together. He had incredible energy. He broke down defenses. He really led that team into the into the tournament, and uh, he did a tremendous job. But he wasn't a perfect player either, man. He played out of control a lot. He, uh, you know, certainly in the middle of the beginning and middle of the season. But at the end of the season, he really uh, his energy was huge, and, and that's one thing that they they got to fill that too. Is that 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 energetic guy? I mean, he came to play every time. Some of the other players might have been a little flat, and Jacob Young was never flat. That guy had tons of energy, and he's going to give that to Oregon this year. It's a big loss for. Uh, uh, for Rutgers, but you know what? There's so many X factors out there. There's so many, so many new, pl- uh, you know, some new players coming in, uh, and some players that have been on the roster that are going to take a step up. I mean, like Geo Baker, you know, Caleb McConnell, you know what you're getting there. You know, solid play. Uh, Caleb uh, McConnell will be a good uh, role player, good defense. You know, be able to uh, guard the other the other teams. Uh, the guards with his, you know, he's six, seven, he's long. Uh, Geo Baker, you know, you just want to expect just a, a, a solid play from him. And the guy who does a ball at the end because he's done it before and he can do it again. So he's a guy who will take the pressure and will take that last shot. And uh, he's a leader and he's, he's going to continue to be a leader. I, I, now, now, Ron Harper Jr., listen, what are we going to get there? Are we going to get the guy from the first half of, of the year last year or the second half where we struggled a little bit? I think defenses were keying on him. Uh, let's see what we get from Ron, Ron Harper Jr. But then, the, you know, there, there's a lot of X factors out there, guys. I mean, uh, first of all, who backs up uh, Omarui? I mean, that's a big concern uh, for me. Uh, who, who uh, uh, you know, well, who uh, is it? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, listen, Ralph Gonzalez, AG. <laughs> you got Dean Riber. Uh, he was the transfer, right? Yes. You got Dean Riber. He's a big kid. Uh, you know, from North Carolina, he's uh, uh, but he's that's not his game. He's not a guy. Who's, is he going to be able to have that presence in the paint? You know, certainly. Uh, you know, I think that uh, that uh, Omarui could be a, a strong defender too. Um, and then, you know, his development is key too. I mean, is he going to develop a jumper? Is he going to just be the alley oop king? Uh, is he going to be able to hit? By, is he going to be able? I think he'll be better from the foul line than Miles is, but he doesn't have the bot. Miles is huge. I mean, and, and Cliff Homer, who is a big uh, kid too. Mm. But uh, I, in terms of defense, I think they they will probably take a step down. And, and listen, we'll see in the first few games. I mean, if the kitchen's open and people are just going in with layups and all, then we'll know that 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 has to be tightened up because, you know, uh, Peichel has, that's his signature is his defense. And, and, and I would think that that will continue, but again, losing miles in that spot is a concern. So you got Omarui in that spot. You figure he can, he can, he can, he can do a pretty good job, but then who well, backs that's his him game. up? Yeah. That's his and, game. Yeah. And he gets in foul trouble. So that, that's a concern. No doubt about it. If he gets in foul trouble, there doesn't seem to be an apparent to stand in for him, but you know, we, we only know what we read and we only infer from other notes and other sources what might happen. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with Rutgers when the season kicks off. But that would be one area of concern for sure. Uh, he's a man child. It's just a matter of whether his game develops the way everyone expects it. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I mean, obviously he's, you know, physically he's gifted. He's a tremendous athlete. Uh, 
but you know, you need those other parts of the game. Can he develop a jumper? Uh, can he, um, you know, or is, you know, can he put his uh, back to the basket and have some moves inside? Yeah. Uh, or is it just going to be like what we've seen? And we again, we've seen an incredible athletes. It's just going to be all, all alley oops all day. You know yes. what? They work sometimes and they don't other times. And we know that you know you need more to your game than just that. Yeah. So we've got to see how he develops there. Well, his his game in high school was shot blocking and, as you mentioned, alley-oops. It, listen, all he has to do, if he can drop step right and drop step left with just jump hooks, he's going to be elevating over people because, as you mentioned, he's a phenomenal athlete, a run-jump athlete. He runs like a deer. You see him run the full length of the court. I remember there was one play where um, Rutgers missed a shot and, and their opponent got out in transition, and he took off and, and went to the other end and just pinned the ball on the backboard and the announcers were stunned it was like oh my god where did he come yeah. from and and he's got that wingspan i would not i would not figure him to be stepping out and and taking very many like elbow jump shots i would not look for that at all i think he's going to be putbacks he's going to be alley oops he's going to be jump hooks and uh, and his calling card is really as you mentioned protecting the paint he's got to he's got to step in for uh where miles johnson left off and look at miles oh by the way is snarfed up by ucla and and he's on like these these watch lists as one of the top you know centers in the country and i, I was like mm -hmm. whoa can we pump the brakes a little bit he was very good yeah. defensively but you know his offensive game is limited and he's a disaster at the free throw line as we all found out yeah and that'll probably is not going to change at UCLA. It's going to be the same game. So again, sure. it wasn't a perfect, it wasn't a perfect game. So again, if you look at that, you got to look at, Hey, yes, he was a very good player. Yes. Jacob Young were very good players, but you know, with the mix that Rutgers has, I think that that, you know, very possibly, and certainly uh, for Jacob Young's case, certainly in the, uh, you know, guard and forward area, you know, there's so many players that Rutgers has, and there's so many X factors there. They got the, you know, the kid uh, that transferred from LSU, uh, Audrey Hyatt. Yes. Uh, apparently he's looked really good. He's, he, we did, we did play uh, last year in the tournament with LSU. They had a little bit of a run and he apparently played very well. Uh, and so he's a guy who, who's, uh, uh, you know, can, can be a sixth man and can, uh, can really uh, help this team a lot. Uh, and, you know, Moat Mag, I mean, what do you have there? A kid from Australia, six, seven, you know, athletic. Mm -hmm. um, haven't seen that much. You know, he's, he's got on the court a little bit, but can he step up his game? Uh, Ralph Ag is another uh, grad transfer. He's got some experience, kid from California. But let's see what uh, uh, let's see what he can do. Uh, so there's a lot, and then Jaden Jones again. Uh, he, I'm he looking forward to seeing him play. Yeah, he had a lot of accolades. Yeah, incredible athlete, you know, and maybe he backs up uh, Ron Harper Jr. And, you know, you know, let's see what kind of uh, game he's got. So there's so many players there that can step in, uh, which is exciting. It's just to see how Peichel uses them, uh, how deep he goes on his bench, because there's a lot of players here. I mean, there's a lot of minutes to give out here. And then another big factor, guys, is Paul Mulcahy. I mean, is he going to be the, the point guard that Rutgers hasn't had for so long? They always got a shooting court, shooting guard in the sense running the point. Is that perfect example would be Geo Baker, who can run the point. But I mean, now you got Mulcahy, and I think he can be a, a, a big factor uh, this year, stepping up and really leading the team. Absolutely, Matt. What do you think? It's going to be nice um, having 
fans in the stands again, right? I know Rutgers, I think, what was it, two years ago, they went 18 and one at home. So the, the rack, as we know, the rack is back. Or now is it the Jersey Mike Center? I think they- Jersey have, Mike Center. Right? Yeah. Steve, Steve you get yeah. a 10% discount on subs on, on that yeah. third level. Well, I'm always going to call it. I'm always going to call it the rack. I mean, to me, I understand the, the, the money end of it. Yeah, and I understand that they, you know they, it's a it's a a, con- a long contract instead of something short. So when they when they really start, well, who knows what, what's going to what the future holds? Mm-hmm. But it's a pretty long contract, and they're getting what, you know over a mil a year for the rights and and uh, but it's the it's the rack to me. Well, and, why uh, don't you call but, it now? You could call it the rack with cheese if you want. <laughs> the rack with the works or something like that. But that yeah, I mean, all kidding aside, it'll be it'll be great to have have you know fannies in the stands again. And I know the players feed off of that. I mean, any coach or player you talk to, or, or, or have, I've seen articles written about, said last year was just like a ghost town, and it was just so weird. You know, you're you're so used to feeding off the crowd, whether you're the home mm-hmm. team or when you're the away team. Even you know you you like to to sort of feed off the animus from the crowd. And so when that wasn't there, it was it was a really weird season all around. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think that's, to me, the most exciting thing about the upcoming season. The basketball will speak for itself, but it's just what it will be like having fans in the stands. I can only speak from my own personal experience, having gone to a couple of Seton Hall games last year when initially no one was allowed, then very few people were allowed. And it was just dead on my work side of things. It's been great to have the Devils play in front of fans, whether home or road, because there's an enthusiasm that cannot be duplicated. So, yeah, it's going to be much different, and I think it's going to have a big influence. And the fact that Rutgers has done well on the court, and now that's carried over to the following of the fans. The building's always been difficult to play in. Rutgers has always had a terrific home court advantage, and now it just becomes even more of a factor because I think the fans are going to be really, really loud this year, especially at the beginning because they're back in exuberant and the football team stinks. So the students have something to cheer about. Yeah. And you know what's and really others. good is is the fact that I remember early on when college football was. By the way, football team doesn't stink. And for those who follow us, we do have a program called RU Review. And we will discuss yeah. what happened over the weekend when they got their butts kicked at home by yeah. Wisconsin in an upcoming show. <laughs> I will say this again the beginning of the year, the goal was six wins. They've got four. They only need two Still more, there. and they go to a bowl. Yeah. So let's Can not lose sight of that. So they don't stink. They're just a team that has has really... They stunk uh, Saturday. Oh, right. they did. And and the roller coaster performances they have uh, is somewhat surprising. Right. But nonetheless, that's for another show another day. Yes. Yeah, but I want to take you back know, the stink. But the <laughs> basketball will be better than the football, for sure. They stunk on Saturday, man. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Well, they did. And Wisconsin had something to do with that, but we'll certainly talk about it. But, you know, going back to basketball, yes, people are fired up. Come on. They made their first tournament in 30 years last yeah. year. So, you know, and, and uh, you know, the rack, what, sits, seats like 8,000. Not hard to pack that when people are excited. You got a bunch of students that are fired up. Yeah. You know, it's right on campus, easy to get to. I mean, I, again, I bought season tickets, you know, because I'm fired up myself as an alum, yes. you know, and there's a lot of Jersey alum, you know, close by. And, and, you know, it's it's easy to fill the rack when you win. Yeah. And they're, they're looking good right now. I mean, I hope to see a team that can go, uh, you know, 500 in, in the um, 
in the Big Ten. Yeah, I don't think there's a reason not to believe that can happen. Speaking and of, maybe win 20 games here. Yeah. Speaking of the Big Ten, um, it's a bear again. Uh, Michigan obviously is looking to be the top, top gun. I know that Purdue is very highly ranked. I'd like to say that, you know, they early on in the season, they play like these, um, hush, hush scrimmages, inner squad scrimmages where colleges are playing against each other with no crowds or anything like that. Purdue actually took a trip up to play my Friars and, and, and Providence beat them in, in overtime, which was shocking because Purdue I've seen is, is a dark horse. Some people are picking them to be in the final four this year, but Purdue's going to be awfully good again. Illinois will be good. Kofi Coburn is back. I think Rutgers in, in one of the, uh, or a few of the, uh, prognostications I've seen has been picked to finish between six and eight. So, um, you know, your thoughts on the big 10 fellas, Matt, what do you think? I know it's early, but it's always, it's always a bear. Well, it is, but I will also say this, we have seen it in football this year, just to go back to that. And we saw it last year in basketball in football, all these teams in the big 10, we, we go, Oh, they're so good. This conference is unbelievable. They eat their young and they beat up on each other. And then you get teams who are ranked and fall apart. Yeah. What happened last year in the Big Ten? They had, a, I think, a dozen teams at some point snuck into the top 25 at different times. And they stunk it out in the <laughs> postseason. Yeah. They couldn't do anything. Now, I'm not saying the league is bad. I'm just not sure how to judge beating up each other, meaning they're really good, or their reputation is such that these are dynamite teams that being said it's not an easy league at all and Rutgers starts off tough and that, that might be a bit of a problem I'm not sure if it is we'll find out but Rutgers doesn't really challenge itself early no, and they then they have. step into a, into a big 10 yeah and it's it's worked well you know it worked well I thought when Pykele was trying to establish something we are better so no one really asks you in depth who did you beat they just look at the record and he's done a great job, but you, he picked up a lot of wins early against teams they should beat. And so he was able to trade in on that success. It's a brilliant formula. There's no problem with it. But now if you want to establish yourself as a premier team, play somebody. maybe you've got to play a, a little bit more of a difficult schedule because there's no way that schedule prepares them for the clubs they face at the beginning of their season uh, when they get to in defense of Pike, I mean, yeah, because you know they're trying to build something. I mean, the one thing about it, John, I think is, listen, they were firmly at the bottom of the Big Ten a few seasons ago. Yeah. Okay, as soon as a few few seasons ago, I could say I could say right now they are firmly in the middle of the Big Ten, and that's a big step up. And when you're in the middle of the Big Ten, you still can go to the tournament. I mean, at the top of the Big Ten, I think that's a stretch but they're absolutely in the middle of the Big Ten. And speaking of, uh, you know, the scrimmage, those whispers about scrimmages and such, apparently uh, Rutgers scrimmage against Villanova and did very well, and Jay Wright had some really good things to say now, and he would say that about any team, right. perhaps. Yes, but <laughs> yes, he would say that about anybody. He'd right. say it about John's eighth graders. Hey. But yes, but that's the word. Sorry, John, you're a great that, coach. So but, now, now can, how they... All how I'm they, saying is... Yeah, how they hold up play, the if you're going to be great, if you're going to, if you aspire to great, yes. Rutgers does. You cannot continue to have Central Connecticut State, Ryder, uh, UMass, Lafayette, yeah. NJIT, yeah. Merrimack. You can't have Maine. You can't well, have not, that but, many of those teams. Every team plays a half dozen, five, 
teams like that because, of course, you know you're going into a conference schedule that will beat you up if you're not careful. So you do want to pad your schedule a little bit. For instance, Seton Hall, I'm not absolving of that, but you got to play a tougher schedule. And for instance, Seton Hall yeah. is playing a more difficult schedule. We'll see how that pans out. But the fact of the matter is, I think in the end, this should be the last year that Pikel piles up or tries to pile up nine wins against nobodies. I agree. Because listen, now he's got his feet under him, so to speak, and he's got a team on the court that's actually competitive. And now I think he can be a little bolder with the scheduling. Yeah. I think, right. If you want to be the man, you, you yeah. got to beat the man. And you know, so two seasons ago, he's just, he's just trying to get a team that can, you know, he's at basically those, he's looking at those games as scrimmages to get his team ready for that, that you know. Oh, but I, I guess but I had no problem with the philosophy when he broke in, but now it's time to step right. Up I, have, big, big I absolutely agree. Absolutely agree with that. Don't but undersell I think it's, it's the New Jersey Institute of, of Technology. Those. Yeah. It's good to see them in the middle of the pack and not at the bottom of the pack. And I think that and, you can, and by the way, John, do not the earlier you put down your Providence Friars, they're not going to be too bad this no. year. I know you're you're heartbroken by what happened last year and some of the last couple of years, but I think Ed's got a pretty good team. Yeah, they're they're senior great. Right. Yep. They're, they've got some age, as they'd like to say. It's good to get old in college basketball. So they have a bunch of those 50-year yes, seniors. And, you know, the NCAA was kind enough to give everybody that extra year. And they got a couple of couple of those guys hanging around. So they um, they will hopefully, I think they're, pre, you know, preseason middle of the pack in the Big East. I hope we can kind of sneak, sneak up towards the front. And speaking of the Big East, why don't we uh, hop on the parkway and head north? Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll veer off what is it exit one what is it uh 140, uh, 145 145 yeah we'll hop south orange and, avenue baby yeah here we come we'll yep. stop off at bunny's for a for a slice of pizza and a, and a brew and we'll absolutely uh, we'll talk to go to about, the turtleback zoo yeah we'll talk about uh the seton hall pirates who will you're really going to need a program this year right matt i mean this is an entirely new roster um, Sandro is gone and Miles is gone and, and, uh, and all the, all well, no, Miles Kell came back. Well, Miles Kell, uh, yeah, he's back. I was thinking, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the Miles. other Miles and Miles who, uh, who uh, is now persona non grata, <laughs> but, uh, well, yeah, yeah. But so, no, actually they do you're right though, John, they do have a lot of newcomers, but they do return Kale, Jared Roden, uh, Bryce Aiken came back. I was a little surprised there, but yeah. understood that because, he didn't want to end his collegiate career yeah. with all the injuries he suffered. So the NCAA gave another year to everybody. So he decided to take it. And Ike Biagu comes back. Tyree Samuel comes back. Mm -hmm. So they've got a bunch of guys that played last year and, and the year before. So those are the familiar faces. But you're right. They bring in a highly touted freshman class that may not see a lot of action because they also brought in a bunch of transfers. Yeah. So. And the transfers me, are it, serious it, players, too. Yeah, I, I'm curious to see what Kadari Richmond does. He's going to run the point. He comes in from Syracuse, and he didn't do much. You just look at the numbers, but everyone raves about him and his ability. Yeah. And maybe he and Coach B just butted heads a little too much. Yeah. And the system was such that he wanted to come a little closer home. But uh, if, if they can get point guard play, because that clearly was the problem last year, uh, Shavar Reynolds just wore down. Yeah. Uh, with eight, he got hurt. There was nobody to run the play. And Richmond and is six, six. He's six foot six. He's a big kid too. 
Oh, yeah. You know, Kadari Richmond. Yeah, yeah he is. I mean, he's... And then they've got Jameer Harris. We'll see. I mean, look, we've seen it, whether it's at Seton Hall or whether it's at Rutgers. Like, I'm thinking of Peter Kiss, right? He came in from a lower league. Yeah. And everyone said, oh, Rut- Rutgers got this transfer. And then, oh, stepping up was really hard. Jameer Harris did fine at American, but it's a little different in the Big East. Mm. That being said, he also had stepped at the point guard spot. So, you know, between he, Richmond, and Aiken, Help being critical, they should be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, to me, to me, listen, you know, Bryce Aiken now as a let's see if he he was injured last year. Never had a chance to see what kind of player he was. He had see two lashes where he looked good, but now there's your point guard, right, Matt? And then you know, Jared Roden is a legitimate, you know, NBA talent. I mean, so he comes back for senior year, and he's going to be uh, he's he's going to be a problem for teams, obviously. And then you know, you still got that big guy in the middle there. Mm-hmm. Um, Big Ike, Ike, right? Yeah, Obiagu, yeah. Yeah, and uh, so, uh, and then, you know, uh, it's still a team that um, looks dangerous uh, and has, a, has a, you know, I know there's a lot of new faces, but, you know, these guys, you know, Jared Roden is is, uh, is one of the best wings in the country, isn't he? Yeah, well, I'll he's very you, good. Two guys I'm interested in seeing play. I always think that, that um, Tyrese Samuel is going to be, is going to finish better than he did because he's he's got so much talent. He's sort of like a stretch four, uh, 6'10", who likes to shoot threes, but he just has so much potential. And and oftentimes it, it just doesn't come to fruition. But I think this is a huge year for him. And then I'm really interested in seeing Trey Jackson play, the former top 60 uh, recruit in the country who started out at the University of Missouri, who um, has a lot of talent. And he's also six foot ten. And so, you know, they've got some interchangeable parts up front there. They do. And they can go big and they can go small. And that's one of the things that. Kevin Willard has said he's looking forward to the ability to play different ways. Now, he's just got to figure out how to keep everybody happy. But I agree with you uh, on those two big men. Tyree Samuel, to me, is such a mystery man because of his ability, his athleticism, his length. But there are times, and sometimes we forget that these are just kids, and last year was just a crazy year. But that I thought he disappeared too often. He'd do something good and then he'd break down defensively and he lost his confidence and he lost his spot in the rotation. But now it's his third year. And so if he's got what you and I think he has, it's it should start to show as he continues to work with Grant Billmeyer. And as for Jackson, he's the real mystery man because no one saw him last year. He just practiced with the team. Right. I don't know what he's got off a, a two-year absence, but those two mystery men are going to be important for the de- uh, for the devils on my mind's on hockey uh, <laughs> for for Seton Hall mm. uh, without a doubt outside of the main key guys Jared Roden Miles Kale and the players that we mentioned if they, if they can get something out of those guys Obiagu's going to get into foul trouble it's just the way he plays right. uh he can be an intimidating factor in the middle but he just he'll get in foul trouble he's a big body down there and as much as he'll block a shot, he'll pick up a foul. So they're going to need somebody to step in and play some of those minutes. And while it will be different, those two guys have the chance. Well, speaking, and of- I didn't mention Miles Kale, uh, Matt. You know, he's coming back, which is uh, that surprised me a little bit. And he's uh, he's can listen. He plays defense. He's he's the scene. He's a leader. You know, I guess he's a grad uh, uh, graduate year for him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so he's uh, 
Uh, he was a big, big, been a big player. I mean, inconsistent. I think last year we mentioned that a few times. Yeah. Still, um, you know, a, a world of ability. Another wing guy there, so he gives he gives it gives the Pirates some depth, right? Yes, and, and gives them experience, right? And that that's that's going to be critical. But here's the question I have, and I'm not sure who it will be. I think it'll be Jared Roden, with an outside chance that it'll be Bryce Aiken. But two seasons ago, Miles Powell was the guy at the end of the game. Yep. He was going to take mm-hmm. and make just about every big shot. Yes. Last year, while he didn't make as many big shots as Miles Powell did, Sandro Mamukalashvili was the go-to guy. He was the man they were going to look for, the lefty jumper, or make a move down the lane. So who steps out of the shadow this year? I think it will be Jared Roden. I think he's been waiting for his time. I think if you look at the recent history, that's how Seton Hall has been. Powell kind of had that role for a year and a half, mm. but it's kind of wait your time. Kevin Willard tends to keep his players in the program, so they've got a, an experienced player coming back, in this case more than one, and I think it will be Kale's team. He said all the right things. All reports out of practice have been that he's been a bear, although he's hurt and may not play on Wednesday against FDU, but it doesn't appear to be anything long-term, and so I think he will be the guy, but we won't know until we know. And frankly, Matt, isn't Jared Roden their best player? I mean, really? I mean, oh, yeah. Uh, Without question. Uh, so yeah, no, you you, you no think question. at the end of the, the, end of the game, he, you'd want him with the ball, I mean, with the skills and such. So, uh, but what, and, yeah. and you would think that, and I think he does. But you got to want the ball. You're right. you got to want the ball. you got to want it in that spot. Yeah. Everybody growing up playing hoops hits the buzzer beater to win a championship. Everybody in their head on the playground, at practice, on the guy. And then we have seen players go, ooh, the pressure's on, and here the, the play's coming my way with five seconds to go in the game on the line, and they either don't perform or would prefer not to be that guy. Not to suggest that Jared Roden is that guy, but you don't know until you know, which is something I said before on the show. <laughs> so I think it's important. I think it's important for him to show that, and then you develop who the leaders are. Because they're so veteran, because they've got a ton of players that Kevin Willard can call on. Last year, he could not. He he was very limited in what he had on that bench. And I think that was a big part why they stumbled down the stretch and and why they did not go to the NCAA tournament. But he's got to figure that out. He believes he can. And the the test starts on Wednesday. We shall see. By the way, they go from... FDU to playing Yale on Sunday. Now it's the Ivies. Seton Hall certainly should win, but Yale is favored to win the Ivies, or at least among the favorite. Then they go to Michigan. Then they play Ohio State a week later as they move into a tournament. So the schedule, and then, you know, Rutgers is on the near horizon on December 12th. Yeah, they play Texas Sunday. By the way, I got tickets. I got tickets last night because I'm like, oh, my God, I, you know, I was thinking about it. I didn't get tickets yet. And there's very few left. I mean, I got the last row in one of these, these sections off the, behind the basket. Yeah. So I bet that's sold out at this point. So I, well, I got a pair yeah. of tickets uh, last yeah, night. I, I don't know what they've done with that game yet. And you, you're wise to get them. I don't know if they've opened the upper deck yet. I don't think they, they did that. So, yeah. And that's what they'll do. So there probably will be some tickets. But you're right. Why waste time? Otherwise, you're up in the nosebleeds, which, yeah. by the way, as a proud employee of a team that runs the Rock, uh, I don't think there is a bad seat in the house, but you want to be a little closer for hoops, that's for sure. Yeah. My dilemma, boys, my dilemma is it 
it's a chance for me to go see that game. Uh, but I've got to be able to convince my wife that our anniversary should be celebrated Ooh. together watching a basketball game at Ooh. Prudential Center. I, I think she'll go for it because she's just awesome. <laughs> but, you know. It's the same day, huh? Oh, it falls right on your yeah, anniversary? Yeah, 12, 12. It's really not too hard for me to remember the anniversary date. Not that any <laughs> man should, but 12, 12 is pretty easy. 12, 12 is pretty easy. Anyway, so, yeah. So, uh, but I think I think she'll be up for it. I think she'll be up for it. Without a doubt. Check, 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 check in with me the week before, and I'll let you know if I'm making any headway. What she may very well say is, um, you know what? Why don't you go and have fun, and I'll just uh, stay home and uh, watch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get ready for so we'll the see. great dinner you're going to take me out to after the game, right? Well, well, it's a 7.30 game, so it'll have to be a oh, pregame a, deal, John. I thought it was an afternoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 7.30, brother. Okay. But, Matt, to your, to your point about who you want to have a ball at the end, you know, you mentioned Jared Rode could be that guy. I mean, you go over to the other uh, team there, Rutgers, and I said it earlier, you know, Geo Baker, I mean, you can make an argument. There's There might be guys, and you know, there's a lot of talent on that roster, but, when you know, at the end, you talk about your leader, a guy you want with the ball, and I would say Geo Baker in that spot, too. You, you know, and you got right, you got uh, Ron Harper Jr. You got, you know, let's see what Jaden Jones does and all, you know, Caleb and, uh, and Mulcahy, but still, you know, that crucial time and seconds left, you need a bucket. You know, I, I say give it to Gio. He's a great closer, and he's proven to be. Mm-hmm. He's got that that step back where he it's that crossover and step back three, and it it mm-hmm. just like it ticks the the roof of the rack. It goes so high in the air and comes down. Oftentimes, tickles the twines right through. So yeah, it will be. Uh, maybe we'd be lucky if if that matchup this year comes down to a last shot for uh, Jared Roden and or Geo Baker. Wouldn't that be great, fellas? Uh, yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. Awesome. Be fantastic. Absolutely. And it all starts this week, and we can't wait. And we'll have it covered here on the Jersey Hardwood Podcast, brought to you by LG Insurance here at moresportsnow.com. For my colleagues, Steve Titchener and Matt Lachlan, I am John McAlevey, and we look forward to having you join us next week when the Hardwood Podcast bounces your way. 